The opinions expressed in the following program are solely those of the host. The following program may contain coarse language and is intended for an adult audience. Listener discretion is strongly advised. Normally we would have the incomparable musical stylings of Kevin McLeod, see incompetech.com, for further information to kick off the show. But today I decided to make something special. Enjoy. To the hottest show on the internet G-Band. Broadcasting from outside the limits of convention. This is a radio without borders, without rules, and without reservation. With your host, Radio Free G. Joined by Super Producer Mumbles. Search for Radio Free G on iTunes, or you may head to the website radiofreeg.blogspot.com. Welcome to the G Band. Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends. I am your host. Radio Free G it is the end of October 2008, and I have got something that has just been enraging me to the point that I can no longer hold it in. I've been waiting and waiting and waiting to get some follow-up information for what I'm about to tell you. It hasn't come in yet, but I'm going to give you the background on one of my longest-standing arguments. I, I, for some reason, I end up starting fights with a lot of people. Um, it happens at work too. I don't understand why, but all I do is I ask simple questions, and some people take it as an affront to their goodness and their wholesomeness. We also have a world premiere, the birth of a new podcast exclusive to Radio Free G. The show is entitled Tech Talk with Soundwave. That will be coming up at the end of this episode. For now, let's get to the meat and potatoes of this show. This goes all the way back. You can head to radiofreeg.blogspot.com. I have a menu down the right-hand sidebar, so left side of your screen, but your right, as if you're looking at the screen. And there is a menu down there which lists all of the keywords that I tag all of my episodes with. You can click on uh, one named, uh, you can click on one of the tags named Poetry. You can click on one of the tags named Linda Ellis because that's going to be the subject. Well, the main subject. I have a couple other ones today, but that's going to be the main thrust of the show today. Linda Ellis has once again reared her ugly head. And the points I'm going to make include, one, that she rips off as much shit as she persecutes other people for ripping off from her. And number two, um, I am the reason why her website has some of the features that it has on it. I will get to all of that in a second. I just want to say, anyone 
whoever the ape man is that's listening, for Linda Ellis, turn your hearing aid way up while you're listening to this show, because you may be stunned by what you hear. Scratch that. I guarantee that you'll be flinging your own shit at yourself after you finish hearing what I have to say. So, let's get down to the dirty business of exposing the fraud that exists out there on the internet. So, like most of the great episodes of Radio Free G, of which this I will count as one immediately, even though I haven't even finished it yet, and of course I only produce great and good shows, so this one, like all the other great shows, will start with a reference to a prior episode of Radio Free G. As I said, I encourage everyone, go to the website radiofreeg.blogspot.com, click on the Linda Ellis tag down the right-hand side of your screen, and you will get four episodes that come up. I encourage everyone to go there and read, starting with um, episode 29, and just go backwards and you can see the history of the knockdown, drag-out fight that I'm having with this lady. You will see that my first post about her took place way back in 2007, in February. And then there was a follow-up to that in July of 2007. Essentially, someone from her camp, the ape man that I mentioned before, and there's also a, a funny cartoon. Uh, I'm, actually, if you just Google Linda Ellis and uh, look up the images, you will see the ape man cartoon come up. So, well, okay, I don't want to get into that. This is not about cartoons. So, on the site, you can go and you can read all of the uh, correspondence that has been taking place between the two of us. I originally had her poem, The Dash. It was sent in as a suggestion by uh, one of my faithful listeners as because uh, I do a couple of shows on poetry as well. Uh, and it was sent in, and I thought it was an anonymous poem. I had no idea really to think otherwise. I put it up on the site. Then when I found out whose poem it was, I tried to direct people to the author because I wanted to help the author get recognition, get publicity. I was told, in not so many words, cease and desist, take it down, blah, 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 legal, 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 and you can read all my responses to the Ellis Camp on the website. I have been receiving at least once every two months. I receive an email from someone asking me, how much did you pay Linda Ellis to go away? How much did you fork over to the ape man to have him stop throwing banana peels at you. Without fail. This is the latest one that I got. Uh, it's uh, actually from the end of July, beginning of August of this year, from a gentleman named Brian. And he asked me how much I paid to have this person essentially walk away. How much did I pay Linda Ellis to leave me alone? Brian has a small company. He was contacted by Linda Ellis wanting damages because... He included the Dash poem in a newsletter that he puts out. He found the poem from someone else at a funeral home. It was listed as author unknown. Uh, someone in his company found it inspirational and printed it citing author unknown. Now, the first thing that I would do if I was the author of this poem would say, first you reprint it and you give me credit. If I was going to make you chuck it, I would at least want you to acknowledge that I am the author and have people directed to me. And then maybe I would go and I would initiate further action, depending on how much I had to press my thumb upon your head to make you even acknowledge that I am the author. 
I wrote back to Brian. I asked him, please tell me exactly what's going on. He hasn't written back. I don't know if it's still caught up. I hope it hasn't been anything super serious that he that he's had to, you know, that he's developed some sort of issue around this or that uh, uh, Miss Ellis's ape man has has given this, you know, he's kind of like the, the evil monkey that's from uh, Family Guy. You know, uh, I, I, I hope and I pray that Brian was able to walk away from this with his head held high. So this is one example of this this nemesis, this this never-ending Terminator-like approach that the Ellis Corporation has to trolling the internet, looking for people to bother. Now, if you head to the Linda Ellis site, which I will not name, I'm sure you can find it out if you type her name in anywhere, you can find her official site. If you head to that site, you will see that there is a new addition to the website. In addition to trying to make a career out of a couple of lines that she happened to cobble together and some people found inspirational and want to participate in, in addition to hawking and prostituting her words once without ever really doing anything new, there is now a blog on the Ellis site. Yes, you heard me correct. There is a blog. Now, a blog, as you know, is for regular posting. It's, I have a blog, readerfreeg.blogspot.com. I use it to put out the show. I put out a show once every month or so. Every now and then, I'll put something uh, that's text only if I find a a funny cartoon or something on the internet or or something poignant that I want to place out there that I don't really want to build a show around. Uh, But it's just something to, you know, pop out there, leave it for all of my subscribers, and they can see it. But the key is that it's regular posting. On the Ellis website, on the blog, the first blog, which reprints the poem, The Dash, in its entirety, copyright 1996, Linda Ellis, the first blog posting is November 13, 2007. And it starts off, Well, I'm finally blogging. Many people have been after me for years to begin a blog, and I didn't see the wondrous attributes of blah, 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 chop, crap, crap, crap. Where do I begin? Well, of course, I start with the dash, because that's all I have to whore out to everybody in the world. It's a poem that I wrote, a simple rhythmic lesson on life. Since that time, it has been co-opted, blah, 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 blah. As I mentioned, I am the author of the dash poem. I have, however, considered changing my name to Anne... Onimus, or Author Unknown, as these seem to be the two names most attributed for writing my poem. How droll. I guess it has been easier for folks to slap one of these names underneath my work rather than asking for permission to use this copyrighted, all in capital letters, as if Miss Ellis has the power to shout through the internet, copyrighted piece. Yes, I may sound a tad bitter, but it is hard for one poet to fight the internet. It is the law that if you do not defend your work, it is in danger of becoming public domain. Silly law to me, because if you've written something and can prove authorship with a field registration of copyright, then you should not be forced to continually battle for what is rightfully yours. But again, I digress. Now, let's get back to the date here on this supposed blog. November 13th, with the title The Dash. I put it to you to my faithful listenership, and anyone else within the sound of my voice, that this blog is a direct response 
to the issues that I brought up regarding the publication of that poem and everything that I went through that I've documented on my website, on my blog, which is a real blog where I do frequent posting as opposed to this thing, this something that is on her site where you have an, something on November 13th, the 14th, the 5th, sorry, the 19th of November, and then nothing until almost a year later in September of 2008. This is not a blog. This is her covering her ass. This is someone in the legal department. This is the, this is the legal ape man in telling her, you know, you really should put something on the internet. You really should put something in letters. You really should put something to cover your ass in case someone decides to take you to task and not be bullied by you. My God, I hate this woman and everything about her, her company, her ape man, her legal department, every single thing about her, I cannot stand her. And everything that she does as time goes on comes back to burn my ass even more. So I put it to you, listenership. I don't want to cloud your views on this issue. I encourage you to go to her website. Type her name into Google. Find her. If you have nothing to do at work one afternoon, go check out this supposed blog and see for yourself the time lapse that takes place. See for yourself the wording of that first initial post where everything is so clearly and precisely laid out, all the issues are brought to the table, and everything from all the copywriting and this and that and blah, 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 please. And she tries to be so nice. She says she would love to hear everyone's thoughts. Oh, there's 26 comments. I'm not going to go through that crap, because I'm sure if people are going here, hey, they agree with her. That's fine. If you are one of the people who went and commented on her site, I encourage you to go to my site. I encourage you to go radiofreeg.blogspot.com, click on the Linda Ellis tag down the right-hand side of the screen, and read the posts that I have up. I will send you the emails that I receive from people on a much more frequent basis than she posts on, on, this, on this supposed blog, which is an insult to bloggers everywhere, if you call this piece of crap a blog. I encourage you to go there and check it out. R- read what I had to say. Read my history with her. And get an alternate point of view. Get something in your head besides the crap that she has her ape man feeding you with a shovel to the point that you're drowning in it. Brian, I hope that you get things cleared up. If you're listening to this, if you are within the sound of, if you are within the sound of my voice, I wish you all the best. Now, let's get on to something else since I've, oh, well, okay, you know what? Before we do that, I mean, if you want to talk about this copyright crap, let's go to another one of her, of her posts. One of the supposed few blogging posts that she put up in November. She started riffing on something called a round to it. Okay? Now, please, listen carefully. This is a play on words. When someone has to do something that they don't really want to do, they say, oh, I'll get around to it. A-R-O-U-N-D-T-O. IT. They say they will get around to it. Someone, a long time ago, 
and very cleverly, I might add, said, okay, you know what? I'm going to noun that. I'm going to turn it into a noun. I'm going to make that a thing. So instead of, I'll get around to it, they have a round to it, T-U-I-T. It's something like a, uh, a pocket medallion or something that you can hang up on the on the wall. It's simply a round, and it could be a piece of wood or, or a piece of metal or something like that. And it has written on this uh, 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 round piece of material the letters T-U-I-T. So you have a round to it. A-R-O-U-N-D. T-U-I-T. Very clever. I like this. And she has something on her site with a post called A Round To It. And she goes into all this history about where she found out about this blah, 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 word and stuff. Well, I put it to you that she is not giving proper credit. There is a website. www.com quantumenterprises.co.uk They have been selling round tuits for years. It is the home, and if you go to the website, it's their home of the original round tuit for those people who keep putting things off, dot, dot, dot. I applaud these people for taking a simple idea and making a business out of it. They have original round tuits, they have traditional round tuits, they have a bunch of gift ideas, it's really a very well-designed website. I like it. Why would Miss Ellis put this up as if it was something she just found out there and not give proper recognition to quantumenterprises.co.uk, the original round to it home? Why would she not do that? She's busting everybody's nuts that went out there, saw this poem somewhere where it says uh, anonymous or author unknown, whatever. They decided to use it unknowingly in community newsletters, in inspirational pieces. Uh, people like the poem. They want to spread the word about it. Instead of bullying these people and saying, no, you have to give me the proper recognition because I'm the queen of the dash and saying, you know what, just put my name there. You're not selling it, you're not making money off it, you're not selling a t-shirt or printing or printing photos with this on it. That's fine. Hell, if she was a decent businesswoman, she would at least say, you know what, you're printing that, I'm going to sue you for a cut. I'm not going to stop production. You're doing all the work, I just want the, I just want the royalty. All the reward and no risk? You'd have to be retarded to say, no, stop, cease and desist. And now, on one of her posts in November, again, which was a direct response to yours truly, Radio Free G, she puts up this round to it idea and does not give a, any consideration to this website. And it's not that hard to find. I found it. It was one of the first links I checked up on when I started investigating this round to it idea. So if you want to bust everybody else's nuts, for not going that extra mile to find out that it's your poem, I suggest that you put up something. It doesn't have to be a retraction. I wouldn't dare ask you for that. Because we know that as much like the Pope, you are infallible when it comes to poetry. 
and wordsmithing of any type. But, Miss Ellis, I would appreciate if somewhere in your post of November 2007, you give some something, a link, a mention, some whiff of acknowledgement that this round-to-it idea is not yours. And if anyone is out there from quantumenterprises.co.uk, I hope you press this issue. I hope you get in touch with the eight-man legal department of Ms. Ellis and say, how come you don't mention us here? What's good for the goose is good for the gander. God, I hate her. Okay, so, anyone who's out there, quantumenterprises.co.uk, get on it. I hope you get onto it. And I'm going to get onto something else. Because this has enraged me to the point where I have to stop taping. i got to take a, a small break. It's not easy being right all the time, I tell you. The next time I run into you, I hope I'm driving. You're listening to Radio Free G. Alrighty, listenership, we are back. Thank you, Super Producer Mumbles, for playing the patented one-shots from number one Radio Free G award-winning announcer, Big V. After all of that unpleasantness and all of that rage and bile that I had to spew out into the interweb, it is a pleasure to get to something that I've had in the works for a little while now, and it is an exclusive to Radio Free G. One of my good friends, his name is Soundwave, he has his own tech blog. It's You can catch it at don'tcrossthestreams.blogspot.com, and he, I've mentioned his show a couple of times in the past, and it is by far the number one technology source for hackers out there today on the interweb. One of his latest posts actually is how to get DVDs to play in your uh, Nintendo Wii. He's hacked PSPs to do things that are simply unnatural. I don't know how he does it, but he finds a way. He is a master of getting things to do other things. Stunning. I encourage everyone to check out the blog that he has. Once again, don'tcrossthestreams.blogspot.com. I'll have links up on my site as well for anyone who needs to go there. And uh, also, we're going to have... Again, as an exclusive to Radio Free G, I encourage everyone to head to the site and check out the... I mean, the only word to describe it is awesome logo that Soundwave has created for his show. Beautiful piece of work. I'll have that up on the site, RadioFreeG.blogspot.com. So, this is Soundwave taking his written blog into the realm of audio. The show is called Tech Talk. And with any luck, it'll be a regular, hopefully, but more than likely it'll be a semi-regular show. We'll have one once every once every two or three uh, uh, postings that I put out. We'll have uh, Soundwave here to educate us and teach us. I, in this show, he's talking about the iPhone, and it's amazing the insight that he has. So without any further ado, here is a Radio Free G exclusive Tech Talk with Soundwave. Enjoy! Is 
His name is Soundwave. He loves technology. He makes it easy for those like you and me. Tech Talk is his show. Strap in, get set to go. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the very first episode of Tech Talk. I am your host, Soundwave. My theme song was expertly written and performed by Radio Free G himself. So, big round of applause for Radio Free G. The goal of this show is really to deliver uh, up-to-date technical information from a, a practicals perspective, or possibly just a news perspective, more of a commentary on what's going on in the technological world today. Uh, other times, it could be more informative, although. I tend to leave that for my website, uh, don'tcrossthestreams.blogspot.com, uh, because there's more steps, and to really do things on an audio basis is very difficult. Uh, more people would prefer to have instructions written so they can go back and uh, really uh, reread, follow step by step. So this is mainly tech news, but if there's something simple I can help you with, I can usually, uh, I'll usually try to uh, include that in the show. Now, on today's first episode, we will be discussing Apple and their new iPhone. Now, it applies to the iTouch as well. The bloody two things are the same anyway, except for the talking part. But so it's the it will be focusing on Apple's new widescreen uh, miniature computers. Really, is what they are. Uh, it seems that as nice as these devices are, they're really they're fantastic little gizmos. It's really nice on the front side, but apparently. Uh, Apple has been uh, engaging in very anti-competitive practices with these new devices. Um, let me let me explain. On the iPhone is a app purchasing application uh, like a, like the iTunes Store. I think I believe it's called the iApps Store, and uh, that's where you can download uh, various little pieces of software that were written for the iPhone by independent programmers. Some are free, some have a price, depending on. It's all up to the programmer themselves whether they want to give it away or they want to sell their work. But uh, what happens is the uh, the programmers, you know, they, they generate this program, they submit it to Apple for evaluation, and you know, with a price and whatever and all the details. And then Apple supposedly looks over it and uh, for quality control, they they review the software. Is all I know. And increasingly, many um, uh, software programmers who are creating applications that are similar but superior to the built-in iPhone uh, applications are actually being rejected on the basis of duplication of functionality. Apparently, Apple doesn't want two people programming the same kind of software. The only problem is the first person creating the software was Apple, and they don't want anyone messing in on their territory. Uh, case in point was this particular programmer created a software uh, tool that actually lets you update your podcasts wirelessly on your iPhone wherever you are. You don't have to go back home, uh, download it on your PC or your Mac, then transfer it to your iPhone. You can actually do this wherever you go are on the go. If you happen to, uh, you can subscribe to new feeds right right there in the middle of a cafe if you find something interesting. But iTunes doesn't do it, and Apple doesn't want you to get something better. See, now this really pisses me off because the nature of competition competition is to do the same thing other people do, but with 
better quality. You know, duplication of functionality is the essence of uh, competition. You know, I'm sure if there were three guys all you know calculated producing five different calculators for your iPhone, Apple wouldn't care. But because somebody's you know making them look like crap, now suddenly they're pulling the plug on this poor bastard. So this is what's pissing me off. Uh, there's also reports that all educational tools only can only come through Apple, and you can't redistribute them. Whether they're charging for them or not, I have that's another thing altogether. But uh, you have to sign a non-disclosure agreement. You can't even view, reveal to other people how to program for the iPhone. This is how ridiculous it is. Um, the polar opposite of this is is the new operating system from Google for the phones called Android. Now, Android is not an actual phone. Android is an operating system for smartphones, uh, much like Linux or Windows is not the PC, but the operating system for the PC, so is Android. Now, Android is based on Java, which is, uh, which is one of the most popular programming languages in the world right now due to the fact that you can write a piece of software one way and almost any computer will be able to run that software the way it's intended to be to be run. Now, uh, given this big uh, code, this knowledge base of coders, Android is going to be huge uh, in terms of popularity. Um, Google, following their mantra of "Don't be evil," is not going to hold some tight reins on something as trivial as information on how to program their phone. They're going to be completely open. If you want to give away all sorts of information on how to program. You want to create a website on how to write a program for Android? Google's not going to come sending a, lot, a thousand lawyers at you to, to sue you into oblivion. This is going to be the absolute difference between Android and the iPhone software. And in my opinion, I really think that Android is going to is going to be very dominant in this uh, field. It's going to harken back to when the, the Palm Pilot was first introduced and people started program, programming for it. There's, you can still find all sorts of software for the Palm Pilots and the whole Palm platform. It was uh, very open uh, information on how to program for it. I believe Palm and, th and before it, 3Com never really hindered anyone from wanting to learn how to program or how to distribute it. There's a thousand different ways to get software onto your uh, to your Palm Pilot, and and really Apple has to let go of their control if they want this to flourish. Popularity can only take you so far, but if nobody's coding for your phone, there's going to be nothing for them, nothing for you to sell, and this is essentially where competition is going to happen. Now, Android will duplicate your effort, and they will kick your ass if you don't get on the bandwagon here and realize that people don't want to be forced into a cubbyhole on what they can do or can't do with their phone, especially programmers who spend hours and maybe months and weeks trying to write a good application just to have all that effort, you know, shot down at the last, uh, at the last minute before publication. Now, many, many programmers are complaining that Apple doesn't have any clear guidelines on what applications are going to be rejected. I'm pretty sure anything with graphic nudity and coarse language is obviously going to be rejected. But you know, the finer details of "don't do what we do," you know, is not really disclosed apparently, and, and a lot of programs don't feel like it's worth investing, you know, months of work only to have all that effort 
basically thrown away and rejected by Apple. I mean, they, if you're going to embark on an, an, an endeavor, like, endeavor like that, you need some guarantee that you're going to be able to market this product. Uh, and if Apple's holding all the cards, that's not uh, that's not a viable platform for for programmers. So um, I'm putting my money on Android. Google's really got uh, their head screwed on straight, and I have a funny feeling that where the programmers go to produce apps is where the uh, people will follow. So forget the iPhone. I'm going to be waiting for my Android-based uh, phone. So this brings us to the end of the first episode. Uh, my name is Soundwave. My website, uh, if you didn't catch it before, is uh, don'tcrossthestreams.blogspot.com. I'm sure uh, Radio Fridgie will have a link to my website on his. So uh, just go on to uh, radiofreegee.blogspot.com and follow the link from there. Uh, thank you very much. And back to you, Radio Fridgie. Stunning and, quite simply, amazing when everyone is falling all over themselves, jumping on the Apple bandwagon, desiring to suckle at the teeth of Steve Jobs himself, giving all these rather outlandish monikers to their products, instead of calling it the iPhone 2.0, they're calling it the Jesus phone. Blasphemous, if you ask me, but it takes someone to stand on the outside, like Soundwave, and point out that, you know what, not everything is as rosy as it appears. Yes, Apple seems to be the company that makes all of the innovations. Uh, it is the place to work if you're young and hip and you want to think outside the box, blast through the envelope and all that other corporate gobbledygook business speak. But when you're the top dog, things change. It's easy to do that when you're small and you're quick and you're lean and you're nimble. And you have to do that to stay alive and carve out that market niche for yourself. But when you're sitting on the throne, when you are king of all that you survey, you have a different perspective on things. That's where it seems that they may be going. <sighs> well, episode 37, finished. Another rousing, spectacular success with no equal. It's now in your hands. Again, I encourage everyone, as I do at the end of every show, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. This has to get out there. And you have to become aware of it. I want, I would like and appreciate everyone. Turn on one friend to the show. Then if they turn on one friend and they turn on one friend and we have geometric growth. Next thing you know, we can start putting people in their place who deserve to be put there. And we can have the power of numbers behind us. Please head to radiofreeg.blogspot.com. You can subscribe to the RSS feed there or you can easily subscribe in iTunes. Look me up, Radio Free G. On behalf of myself, Super Producer Mumbles, number one Radio Free G announcer Big V, the newest contributor to the show, the birth of a new podcast. It's like Stanley Kubrick's 2001 when we have the space baby at the end of the film. And if you made it to the end of that film without vomiting on yourself, uh, and I say that with all due respect because I love that film. I think it's fantastic. It requires multiple viewings. Don't go into it high or drunk. Because you don't need it for that film. It will do it to you on its own. It rewards multiple viewings. I lost my train of thought. Oh yes. The birth of a new podcast. Tech Talk with Soundwave. Check out his site. Check out my site. You can find it. RadioFreeG.blogspot.com 
Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Catch you again next time on the G-Band. End transmission. You have been listening to Radio Free G. Send all feedback and show ideas to RadioFreeG at gmail.com or visit the website at RadioFreeG.logspot.com Catch you again next time on the G-Band. End transmission. You think my box better?